You are listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin with The Good News. Hello, friends, and welcome back to The Good News with Angie Austin, Eric Raymer. But uh, i gotta, got to tell you, normally I would say Eric Raymer's sitting in for Angie Austin, but uh, as I've been telling you, uh, this weekend I'm going to be doing a, a, a magic show, and I simply snap my fingers and produce Angie Austin. Mm, mm, mm. Wow, look at you, Come you on. magic mm. man. <laughs> Hi, Angie. Hi, friends. How are you? We're doing fantastic. Barbara Brooks is in the house. Hello. Beatrice Bruno is in the house. Of course, producer Dave makes it all happen. But, Angie, we got to hear from you. Where are you? And, and what have you been doing? And, and, and what's going on? Well, for the summer, my husband has work in Southern California, so we moved back just for the summer. I say moved back because I lived here for many years. We're in Marina Del Rey, where I lived as well, when I worked for NBC in Los Angeles. I'd commute into Burbank for the, uh, for the news. And so now I'm here, but I'm not working seven days a week like I did in my 20s and 30s. So I'm actually getting to, like, see the sites that I never got to see when I lived here for a decade. So, so you're basically suffering for Jesus. <laughs> I'm suffering for Jesus. You know, the June gloom is here, and we're not really seeing the, the sun. So I wouldn't say Jesus is making us suffer. He's just not uh, <laughs> shining down on us. Well, uh, it is here, too. <laughs> there you go. All right, well, uh, Producer Dave, uh, what, what do you got for us for good news I today? Had, I had this amazing story. Um, Angie actually sent this one to me. Um, and it's about this kid who needed a kidney transplant and he was going to school and he connected with his math teacher. And then, um, the math teacher found out some very devastating things about this boy's life that he had no idea about. Mm. And so he took it upon himself. He heard the call and he answered it. Amen. Classes here at Axel Academy in Aurora, Colorado have been out over a week now. But for middle school math teacher Finn Lanning, there's one student he just can't shake. 13-year-old Damien. Do you know how many pencils I went through this year? Like way more than you should have? Yeah. Damien says Mr. Lanning was definitely one of his better teachers. Well, I'm like, a teacher doesn't bother me over and over again. That's better. <laughs> you have a low bar. <laughs> yeah. Like, leave me alone. I'll leave you alone. I'll get my work done. He's smart and funny, um, and he was always a student that stood out. And then one day he just came to me and said, I'm not coming back to school. Finn sat him down at that table right then and there. And what I found out was his story. He learned Damien was in foster care, that he had kidney disease. And because social services couldn't find a foster family willing and able to meet his medical needs, Damien had to leave school and move into a hospital. But here's the real kicker. The kid needs a transplant, desperately. And a lot of times you can't get a transplant if you don't have a stable home to return to after surgery. It hit me like a ton of bricks. I mean, you just can't sit across from somebody that you care about and hear them say something like that and know that you have room to help. And that's how Finn became a foster parent. He took in Damien, dialysis needs and all, even though prior to that hallway meeting, he'd been a confirmed bachelor who delighted in his childlessness. I never thought that I could leave school and take one of them with me and still survive, right? Damien says, right back at you, bro. I was like, yes, I'd get out of the hospital. But I was like, my math teacher, out of all the people. <laughs> 
<laughs> now, four months into it, oh, yeah. neither one of them would change a thing. <gasps> Although Damien says he's not getting too excited just yet. Rematch? He's seen fairy tales fall apart before. It's kind of bad thinking about that, but some people actually do that. Like, they'll like just kick you out, one, they'll be happy with you one day, and they'll just kick you out the next. I suppose only time will let you trust. Yeah. Whether he believes it or not doesn't change the fact that um, I'm not going anywhere. This is it for him. Yep. In fact, Finn says he plans to adopt Damien as soon as possible. Is that enough pepper? In the meantime, and much more importantly, because of Finn, Damien got back on the transplant list and just a few hours ago got his new kidney. For a child steeped in disappointment, this is shaping up to be the best Father's Day weekend ever. A new kidney and a dad by his side. Although Finn says that dad title, that's going to take some getting used to. That role has such meaning attached to it, right? And it's not that I'm not willing to do it, but it feels like you have to earn it in some way. You did. <laughs> Earned it. I hope so. And epitomizes it. That's my favorite. I love that one. Steve Hartman, on the road, in Aurora, Colorado. I forgot to mention it was from Rora before. I used to I, mentor at that school. <laughs> there's not there's not a dry eye in this in this uh, oh studio. Oh my gosh! It was so sweet. Was Angie, so sweet. Uh, wow, where, how, how did you hear about this this uh, story? Well, it caught my eye because I see all the Colorado stories. There was one over the weekend where a bear interrupted uh, a um, a marathon, and then the dad belly flop contest at Waterworld, and then this one. So you know, just always <laughs> looking for news from my hometown neck of the woods. But interestingly because, uh, enough that that is a school or a program where um, Beatrice mentored, she's told us a lot of stories about mentoring kids. Yeah, yeah and you know, and those teachers over at Axel Academy, they are hands down the epitome of what teachers should be. Oh, I love that. They are, they are just awesome teachers over there. So for, for this, this teacher to do that, and Finn, I know him, I've met him. He used to bring his students to our mentoring sessions. For him to do this, he's just, I, I tell you, there's a, a number one, a number one teacher. You know, and, and what, what kind of, uh, and I, I use this word carefully, sacrifice. Yes. Uh, because here's a, a committed, dedicated bachelor. Bachelor. Who right. says, uh, you know, I want to step up. What did he say? He says, mm, you just can't mm, sit mm. by and do nothing. Wow. In a circumstance like that. And uh, taking a tween, not even a teen. Oh, yeah. yeah. A tween mm -hmm. boy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, what a sacrifice. And I And what I love is what it's going to instill in Damien. Yes. And so it's the, it's the ultimate in paying it forward. Yes. Um, yeah. And that kid is going to grow up. Oh, absolutely. And absolutely. hopefully do the same for someone Lord else. willing, he will become a man of honor and action. Absolutely. And, and, yes. and, you know, it's one of those things that, uh, he, and, and neither of them are going in with blinders. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, Angie, they said, right. they, they, he said, I'm not getting too excited. I've been disappointed before. That hurt my heart. I'm oh. sorry. No. Yeah, that, that stood out to me as well because he's saying that he's waiting kind of for the other shoe to drop. And I think that coming from, you know, my particular childhood I felt that way as well that you know mm -hmm. just kind of waiting for the bad things to happen and yeah. so interestingly enough transitioning to you know Southern California I left right after college I left low-income housing and you know in my you know the childhood I was fleeing um, graduating with you know excellent grades and I'd worked seven days a week for seven years all through high school and college at Boulder Community Hospital and I moved here where I'm living for the summer 
uh, to Southern California and started working at NBC in Los Angeles, NBC4. And uh, one of the things I wanted to talk to you guys about today is just the importance of maintaining friendships. So some of those friends became like family to me because I changed my name and moved away and was just ready to leave a lot of my childhood and some of my family behind. And so some of them became like family to me. I've seen two of the women who were in my wedding already and um, spent time with them. And another one of my my first friends that I made at NBC when I was in my early 20s, I got to spend time with her and her husband. And they never had kids, and she's already really taken a shine to my children and asked to have some time alone with each of them to um, start formulating goals for their future and um, she gave them gifts and kind of pulled me aside, and I'm like, what are you doing? You know, you got that in Taiwan, or you picked that such and such up in Japan. Like, you don't need to give them anything. And she said, you know, I don't have people to leave things to, so, like, your kids are so special. I want to do something for them. And keep in mind, this was my friend from 30 years ago. Yes, we've seen each other a few times in the 20 years since I moved away. And, <clears throat> you know, and kept in touch. And I guess that's the thing that I want to get at, that, People that meant a lot to you many years ago can continue to mean a lot to you if you put the effort into um, keeping in touch with them via phone calls, instant messages, Facebook, texting, when you're in town trying to meet for lunch, which she and I have done on several occasions over the past, I guess it would be 19 years So um, since I left. And so the, I'm seeing how close I still am. One of my friends made us um, a barbecue for Father's Day over the weekend, and made it super special for my husband. She was in my wedding. She's come to Colorado to visit me probably at least three times, maybe four times over the years, and vice versa. So these friendships, many of them aren't meant to be thrown away. Some friendships are for a season. Others might be for a lifetime. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, you know, that you, you draw upon a, a really powerful truth there. Some friendships might be for a season. That's right. Yep. And uh, right. it, it's funny, as, as you were speaking, I received a, a, a text message <laughs> from one of those friends that I thought would be a lifetime friend. And actually, the, the friendship had a season, and then it had an off-season, and now we're kind of in a rejuvenation season. Wow. Um, well, like, I think the three of you... The three of you, too, are in a situation kind of that I was in when I lived here. I was, uh, I didn't have kids in the home with me. I didn't, well, I didn't have kids at all yet. Barbara doesn't have kids, and Beatrice, her kids are grown. Yeah, can you teach me that? Grown. You yeah. Guys, yeah, but he lives on my living room floor. Can, can you help me? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so that's hilarious. Not the basement, on the living room floor. But with that said... Um, you guys are at least in that kind of in the same yeah. zone I was where you ha- friendships are important because you have time for them Very right now important. with my three little kids. I don't have quite as much time, but they they become many of them like family and Beatrice and I over mm-hmm. the last five years have become more like family than yes. friends. Yes, yes and yes, sometimes yes. For eight those, years. Sometimes mm-hmm. those seasonal relationships are are perfect to just be a season because it's it's okay to divorce a friend or to say goodbye or not stay in touch sadly um with those that are not good for you and not good for the spirit of the friendship and is one-sided we've had i think we've all had those friendships and so today at at 52 i really value those those relationships where we're in it for both of us we're there for each other. Most of my friends go back 20 years where we were silly and, you know, uh, and, and we could basically where what I'm saying is, uh, I agree. 
about the mm. friendships and being childless for sure will do that. Hmm. You know, at 60, at 60, I'm finding that I have about five friends who go back 55 years or more. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we have stayed, we stay in touch on Facebook and what have you, you know, and I mean, we got reconnected and we stay in touch on Facebook. That was one of the reasons I I put off Facebook for several years. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so you couldn't stay in touch? Uh, There were some things that I did in my youth that I didn't necessarily want catching me. Uh, (laughs) I hear you. I hear you. Well, the next category is those that I served in the military with. We've been friends for 30 years or more, you know. You're right. There's like these buckets. Yeah. These it really buckets. is. There's your childhood friends. Yeah. Right. There's your, your college friends. Yes. Your out of college friends. Mm-hmm. And then your adult friends. Yeah. In a, a sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. There are these buckets. You know, I, I use the phrase family you choose. Oh, yes. It's true. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We've got family you choose. And, uh, and Angie, I'm grateful that you chose me to come and hang out with uh, this family here. Amen. Um, you know, I you've, 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 Angie, you have built yourself uh, quite an extended family yes. just by way of your, your broadcasts. Yes. Absolutely. Well, I like, I've enjoyed seeing how much they support each other. Um, you know, with Beatrice losing her husband, I really got to see um, people gather around her and love her and how much she meant to all yes. of them. made me feel good because oh. I knew what she meant to me. And then when you introduce people, all of a sudden you're like, and they're hanging out and they're doing mm-hmm. things together. And you're like, wait, yes. Beatrice is my friend. And then you're like, wait, <laughs> oh, now, now, oh, they love her too. And so uh-huh. I've become a much better connector, like sharing friends. Some people want to keep friends themselves. Yeah. And what do they say about a piece of pie? Just, you know, that's like, you don't, it's not like they're taking a friend away from you. Mm-hmm. Like there's enough for everyone when it comes to friendship. Yeah, you have a conduit. It's a big pie. Hey, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> when it comes to friendship, you just bake another pie. That's all right. There you go. I like how that goes. Different flavors for everyone. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I think it's a it's a powerful testimony. And again, uh, this story just reminds us that you may not expect mm-hmm. where you could be the biggest blessing, but if you are open to it, if you are open minded, I, I think of people who are on the the organ donor lists, right? Mm-hmm. And the, these people, uh, they, they need a miracle, and they need a miracle in most cases from a stranger. Amen. Right? Amen. That's right. And even though this young man didn't get his kidney from his math dog, that would have been just too weird. Yes, it would. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I've seen stranger things. I've seen married couples be able to, to yes. donate you know, organs right. uh, and, and whatnot. But I'm telling you, the idea of him being able to, to be open enough to become uh, a father figure and then ultimately a father yeah. to prove a to this very kid. sick child, too. Let's yeah. face it. He wasn't taking a child that no. right. you know, was just bad at math. Mm-hmm. You know, That's he was right. taking right. a child that was on a list that could potentially be deadly yeah. if he didn't receive. So it was an even larger risk than most would would take. All right, I so think. I'm going to pose the question to uh, Angie and to you ladies here, maybe even uh, 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 Dave on the other side of the glass. What things in your life can you say, uh, you know, I clearly see a moment where had I not taken this step or had I not gone in this direction, Things would have been significantly different, but but I did, and it changed the whole dynamic. Are there anything that comes to mind? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm thinking, and I'll lead by example here. I'm thinking that uh, when I started, I see I, I was a professional 
Christian illusionist. I was an evangelist. Is there such thing? A, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was a preacher, and I was touring the world, uh, sharing the message of Christ and his love for us by way of using, illustrating it by way of using modern stage illusion, mm -hmm. right? And I never claimed that this was real or anything like that because that would be against both. It would be a, a falsehood, and it would be against my faith. But when I stopped that... I didn't know where to go. I didn't mm. know what to do. <laughs> and I finally decided I'm going oh, to become yeah. an entrepreneur and I'm going to start a, a program, a, a company that trained extreme customer service. And that led me to paying for airtime uh, on the radio, which now 10, 11 years later uh, puts me in this seat. And I've shifted because I've, you know, I know Angie and, and that's made a difference. Angie, you've made a difference in my world. Amen. Did we lose Angie? Amen. Oh, all right. <laughs> no, I was going to say amen. coffee. <laughs> yeah. Or as uh, um, Beatrice Bruno would say, hallelujah. Yeah, abs absolutely. <laughs> Anybody else uh, have one of those? Army. Those, the army. The okay. army. The army changed my life completely um, in that it gave me something that I need, discipline, you know, um, self-esteem and all those different things so that I could go to the world now and be the speaker that I'm supposed to be. Yes, you know, and just and, and mentor kids, go into places like Axel Academy and, and mentor. I, and I'll bet you, as as you were a drill sergeant yes. in the army, yes, uh, drill sergeants. Just just listeners, just allow that to sink in for a moment. This lovely, kind, <laughs> beautiful, spirit-filled woman. I wasn't saved then. Uh, see, okay, see, drill sergeant. Are there any of the folks that you uh, drill sarged? that yes. uh, are still connected and you've changed their lives? Yes. Yeah. I have reconnected with a platoon of about 70-something male soldiers. A platoon. A platoon. If you're going to go, go big. That's it. That's it. And um, they actually loved me. And I'm, I'm still, that freaks me out now because. You didn't do it right. No, yeah, right. <laughs> Behind my back, they call me Drill Mama. Drill Mama. You know, they all, they call oh, me Drill man. Mama. And now that we've reconnected, they let me know continually how much I really affect their lives. I love it. I love it. Amen. And anybody else uh, want to jump in on this? That, that's a lot. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Barbara with your second act. Yes, I, I um, because I had mentioned it in the other show. Yeah, I would say it's that and just the life experiences that I'm I'm open to now that I wouldn't have been open mm. to or even the constructive criticism or even the learning more and experiencing more. I, I just I, there's so much, you know, I and then, of course, I always would go back to everything and anything my mom, you know, ever instilled in me. All right. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, that's a tough one. I actually want to go back and, and, and answer that question myself in a journal. That's a go. very good question. That's good. Yeah. And Dave, you, I'd say, you know, starting at, you know, Crawford's opened so many doors, too, just for friendships and other opportunities and things. And for me, leaving TV and starting radio, it didn't um, lead to a lucrative part of my career, but um, not financially, but it led um, when I left TV and I didn't take the, the next offer I received in sort of the good news. And then my other morning show, I would say not lucrative um, with money, but lucrative with hope that I hope that we spread hope to people to yep. realize there's more out there than just making money for the man. Absolutely. You know, Angie, so wonderful to have you join us from uh, the shores of California. 
And uh, we thank you for, for allowing us this opportunity, this honor, to uh, participate in the good news. And listeners, if you'd like to connect with us, if you've got a question or a comment, or even better, if you'd like to support this program financially, may I encourage you to reach out to us at AngieAustinRadio.com. That's AngieAustinRadio.com. This is Eric Raymer saying thank you for tuning in, and we'll be back right after these messages. Good news of Jesus for you in High Definition Radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. There is so much fun stuff to do at YMCA of the Rockies this summer, you're never going to want to leave. Come fill your days and nights during Snow Mountain Ranch's 50th anniversary with their exciting programs and entertaining activities. This year at YMCA Snow Mountain Ranch, there's something for everyone to celebrate during our 50th anniversary. This year, we have tons of special historical programming commemorating 50 great years with YMCA. And on July 12th and 13th, you can attend the 50th anniversary celebration barbecue. Come see our carnival, enjoy some live music, dancing, great food, and get an opportunity to engage with those people who love YMCA the most. At YMCA of the Rockies, we love to provide real bonding experiences for families of all sizes. Go to ymcarockies.org and click the events tab to find out more. Fill your summer with fun, exciting, and affordable family adventures at YMCA of the Rockies. Go to ymcarockies.org to book your stay today. Hi, it's Angie. Thanks so much for listening to the good news. If you like the good news program and you'd like to support us, we need to partner up with businesses to keep this show going. I'd really like to keep it on the air and I need advertisers in order to do that. And I'd love to partner with you and help you build your business or your website. Maybe you're a nonprofit and you'd like to do an interview and you'd like to donate to us so that we can help you get donations as well. AngieAustinRadio.com. AngieAustinRadio.com. Just click on contact me. I would would love to partner up with you. I think this is a great program. We've been on the air for about seven years now, and I think a lot of people have gotten a ray of sunshine and some faith and even a little fun from this program. So if you'd like to support us, please go to AngieAustinRadio.com. We would like to help you build your business or nonprofit as well. AngieAustinRadio.com and click on contact. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to help you build your business. Well, hello, hello, hello. Coming in hot there a little bit. This is producer Dave. Uh, this is the next installment of my author series that I get to do. Um, this has been really, really fun. I've been talking to some really, really great authors and some really great people. And I think that a lot of our listeners here on The Good News are going to be interested in this one I have today. Today, I'm going to be talking about somebody. He's a kind of one of the the more well-known authors out there. He's, he's written several books. Um, he has directed several Hollywood movies. Uh, he's been around for several decades. He's an ordained rabbi. His name's Herb Fried, and we're here talking today about a book that he's come out with called Love, Faith, and a Pair of Pants. Now, this, this book is it's, it's a lot about life. It's a lot about faith. It's a lot about love and kind of the journey that we all go through. But it's also a fiction, and um, I think that it's really clever, those kind of the metaphorical way that Herb kind of brings his real-life experiences into this character, Ben Zillig. And, uh, and he, he brings a lot of his own, um, you know, kind of, it's sort of autobiographical from what I understand. But then now I have Herb here to answer some of those questions to see uh, how we can use all these messages that we can find in the book to kind of help us through every single day. Hello, Herb. How are you today? Good. It's a very, it's a great pleasure to be with you. 
Well, yes, thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate it. And um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I know that you, uh, I know that you've had a pretty exciting life. You've been a lot of different places, and you've done several things. So why don't you kind of introduce everybody to who you are and uh, what brought you to writing "Love, Faith, and a Pair of Pants." Well, that, I'd, I'd love to talk about that, Dave, because the book is coming out on Tuesday, and we've just begun to get our reviews. And one of the one of the joys of a, a great joys for a writer is to see that people really respond to what you're talking about. They may or may not be of your faith or your belief or your, 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 your worldview, but they understand how you take your voyage. And uh, this is a, actually is a story about what the, what the, the, um, the, the book says. It's, uh, it's a story about love, it's a story about faith, and it's a story about uh, how you survive in the real world. I call it a pair of pants. Um, I started out, as you said, as, a, uh, as an uh, ordained rabbi from the Jewish Theological Seminary, which was in New York, right across the street from the Union Theological Seminary. So uh, we had the benefit of uh, some of the great the- Christian theologians as well as, uh, uh, as the rabbis that, uh, that trained us. And so we had a chance to really explore uh, the life of, of, of faith and to understand how it elevates uh, uh, one, but how it also presents challenges that we have to deal with. So that's kind of what we're dealing with. Uh, you mentioned some of the other things about my background. I was a rabbi for in the pulpit in a place called Lake Mayapak, New York, for only three years. After that, uh, I followed my own instincts, my own heart, and I went into the movie business and uh, ended up uh, directing 15 feature films. Uh, and then from there, I, uh, I, when my, my wife passed away some six, seven years ago, uh, I started to write. And my first novel was, uh, has a Yiddish title to it. The, the title is Bashert, which in Yiddish means meant to be, preordained. Uh, and it's a very spiritual uh, novel about uh, love, life, uh, and pursuit of the, of the afterlife. Uh, and after that, uh, I believe we got the kind of responses that uh, I said, well, let, me t- let me talk a little bit more about the life that I know, that I understand, uh, which is essentially a spiritual life, and that's my pursuit. Uh, and I understand that's what your, your viewers are interested in, and that's what you're interested in. And I can think of no higher calling, by the way. Right, right. That's one of our favorite things to do here at The Good News is spread our faith. You know, uh, show everybody that it's good. You know, a lot of people these days kind of hide their faith from the world, and they don't really let it shine out. But uh, one thing that we like to say is we encourage people is to, you let that faith out, because it's our faith in God. It's only through our faith in God that we're going to really find our true purpose and be able to follow our true path. I could not agree more. And, uh, and that's why we're interested in, in authors just like you, uh, because uh, and really what stuck out um, to me when I was when I was looking at this book was the was the title. It's kind of cheeky almost, um, uh, but it's also something that we can all relate to just immediately, just from the title. You know that you can relate to this book. Well, that's a beautiful way to put it because my intention in writing it uh, was to demonstrate. Uh, the circle, the, 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 the whole circle of life, and that he starts out, even as a child, he believes, he looks at the flowers in the gardens and he sees the finger of God. He sees it everywhere he goes. But then as he gets uh, later into life, you know, he's struck with, uh, with some of the inconsistencies and some things he just can't comprehend and he doesn't understand, he's not prepared. So he becomes a rabbi. And, uh, and then he, he, he tries to uh, inculcate the spiritual, the biblical, the, the messages that, that are sent to us 
and very often they they work for him, and then he he makes a, he, he conducts his first funeral, and he doesn't understand death. He doesn't understand passing. He doesn't, and then he he, he conducts weddings, and then there there are all the breakups, and there are all of the 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 the, 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 the difficult problems of getting together, and these things confuse him. And so over time, we he discovers that of the one thing he's cherished all his life has been his staple, is his faith, and his faith began to crumble, and that was terrifying for him. Uh, and uh, the whole third, last third of the book is a uh, is a, a journey that he goes on. Strangely, it's it's all very it's fictional. Uh, uh, but he goes into uh, he goes into Harlem, and he finds uh, a very peculiar church synagogue, uh, and with a black rabbi uh, and who speaks to him in Hebrew, uh, but then goes into Latin, uh, and uh, and suddenly he begins to see uh, through through that there are many 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 different ways of perceiving the divine. Uh, and so he re- and, and the, the, the happy ending of the book is that. Well, I guess I should tell you. I won't tell you. <laughs> yeah, you got to read the book to get the happy ending. Uh, you got to read the book. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't go. I can't. I can't tell you. But but the, the, those are the, some of the things that the, that we deal with in uh, in the book, and and it's got it's got a touch of humor. It's funny, uh, and it's uh, um, it, it's spiritual, uh, and it's quite serious, uh, and. Uh, uh, this, my guideline, my guide in writing in writing novels is that uh, something very important for to understand about writers that all fiction is biography, and all biography is fiction. So you can re- only really write about what you know, what you truly feel, and what you can truly understand. So in in the course of the cycle of my life, going from from the, the rabbinate to Making films and to living in Hollywood, uh, and then to uh, getting into the, the other world, this world of, of, of what, I, what I call both uh, both fiction and biography, uh, is a wonderful journey for me. And, and apparently, from our first reviews, it is for our for our readers too. And I'm thrilled about that. Right, Ren. It's it's a really fun book. I I haven't got through the whole thing, but it is an easy read. That your prose is very easy. Uh, you kind of have a poetic style about you, which I think makes it really fun. And then I do. You can glean even the little bit that I have read is you can glean these universal themes from it. That these are things you don't have to be an ordained rabbi to see these things in the world and to feel the pressures of them on you from the world and to you know at times doubt your faith or you know at times you hold on to your faith because it's your only anchor and uh that's one of the things that i really appreciate about this and um i think it's a beautifully written written book and it's so fun and it's i actually wanted to ask you because some of those themes that you that you were talking about that the young rabbi goes through where he conducts a funeral he goes through a wedding and he goes through a divorce he's doing all these other things and these and and it you know that it tests his face obviously faith i'm sorry and obviously these are things that you have gone through personally exactly right that's exactly right and that's that was my actually my my path to the to the to what i call my real world my real world is is one that has a great hover of 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 uh, spirituality uh, but the, the 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 things you have to walk on are pretty tready, uh, and you know you have to be careful they just don't fall into mud. 
because it, it surrounds you. It's all around. There's, there's a great deal of, uh, of, this, uh, of hatred in the world today, particularly we see in this country, uh, brothers and sisters uh, that are just condemning one another. Uh, and we're finding that this is a, a, it's such a difficult way to go. And so I'm hoping that this book will you know, kind of show in a gentle and sometimes amusing way, sometimes very funny way, hopefully, uh, that, uh, you know, that, that being cruel to our neighbors is absolutely uh, uh, not only antithetical, not only anti-biblical, not only anti-faith, but it's just dumb. I um, mean, you know, we, we, uh, we're, we're born to live on this planet together, um, you know, and, and uh, I think there, there are three words in the Hebrew uh, language uh, that translate to five words in the English languages, and that is love your neighbor as yourself. And what I think in writing is that you have to see your neighbor as yourself. And if you can do that, then, then uh, you know, then it's worth writing. Uh, so that's, that's, that's what I've been striving to do. Well, I couldn't agree with a more positive message to be spreading. And, uh, you know, and I completely agree. I, I think that it's one of the most important things. It seems like a lot of the people out there are kind of losing focus of that. And we see each other as these others, or we see ourselves as the other. And we don't feel so connected to our neighbors as we should. And uh, I love that, be able to focus on that. And, and the way that you do it in Love, Faith, and a Pair of Pants is, uh, is uh, entertaining. It's easy to understand. It's fun to read. It's something that is going to go really fast. I, I anticipate this to be a smash hit, and I, I, uh, I hope you know that it that it goes very well for you. Now, um, I actually want to talk about the title here a little bit, because love and faith and a pair of pants. And you said, um, you said all you need in life. I'm sorry, nothing goes according to plan, but still, it'll all work out as long as you have love, faith, and a pair of pants. Can you kind of explain where that all came from? Yeah, well, the love I think you know, speaks for itself. Uh, I mean, if, if, if you, any, anyone who's loved another person, whether it's a parent, a child, a, a lover, uh, or, or a, a poem, I mean, you know what, you understand what love is, and it's a glorious feeling that you have throughout your whole body and your brain. So there's, that's, that's element number one. Uh, faith is, uh, is what, what sustains that love, uh, and sometimes it becomes a struggle uh, to, to find it. But a pair of pants, every so often, you know, someone, you, can be, you can be thinking of something really spiritual, and somebody will say, yeah, but you took my parking place. You know? uh, and so you have to get back down into the gutter, into the, mon- into the very mundane, and you, know, and you have to deal with money, making a living, uh, uh, people that are, that are a pain in the ass at work, and you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and so what I've tried to do with the title is to demonstrate we go the entire cycle, the life cycle. You know, where, where hopefully you're born with a certain amount of faith, then you reach certain struggles, and then later in life you, you find some serious disappointments. But then what I didn't put in, because I, I, that's the great surprise of the book, is how he recovers his faith, and it becomes stronger than before. So that's really why, you know, what the title is about. Well, that's great. And, uh, you know, uh, I know that, like I said, uh, we've been talking a lot about universal messages here. And uh, I know a lot of us can get faith that get shaky in our faith. And sometimes it takes a huge thing for us to restore that faith. Uh, Recently, actually, uh, we just did a story here on the good news where where, um, a pastor down south 
was had a shaky faith and suddenly out of nowhere a letter from that was tied to balloons from a girl that was in college that was asking for God's help actually helped him restore his faith faith and I think that it's sometimes it can be almost that Deus ex machina where you it actually literally falls from the sky and helps you and other times it's it's something more serious you know where you lose somebody or uh, you feel so alone or you have a huge life change. And, um, you know, and I think that we can find all these themes and all those things in this book. Now, uh, in the last couple of minutes here, Herb, why don't you tell us a little bit more about where we can find the book, um, where we can find other things uh, by you, what your next steps might be, and then how we can keep in touch with you if you we have more questions or anything like that. Well, first, working backward, I would love for you to be in touch because I'd love to... to, to uh to hear from you and your readers, especially if they get a chance to read the book or if they have questions about it, if they like it, if they don't like it, I'd really be very happy. The book uh, can be uh, bought anywhere. I prefer uh, Amazon because that gives you a chance to write some of the reviews or to just go to Amazon uh, and look up Love, Faith, and a Pair of Pants. Uh, and uh, the reviews aren't in. I got just got the reviews this morning. They, they won't be coming out until Tuesday when the book is coming out, but then after that you'll see it. So by all means, you can you know get the you can go to uh, the, uh, uh, Amazon and and find the love, faith, and a pair of pants. Uh, also, the the book that came out last year was called Bashert, B-A-S-H-E-R-T. That's that Yiddish word which means preordained, meant to be, and it's a quite a super love story. Uh, and I'd love for people to uh, to to read it. Uh, and to, to get a sense of, of what, what that was about, because that was the, the forerunner of Love, Faith, and a Pair of Pants. Uh, anybody who wants to know more about my, my films, about my work, about my books, uh, I have a website, and the website uh, is uh, Herb Free, that's all one word, H-E-R-B-F-R-E-E-D, um, uh, dot com, com. Uh, so uh, anybody who wants to look that up, I'd be happy to uh, continue conversation or, or you know, just writing or whatever we do. Uh, and I'm very grateful to you uh, for you know for for doing all this stuff for me, Dave, uh, and for introducing me to to your your congregation, as it were, because I believe that's what it is. Oh. And I feel I I feel very at home, and I thank you for that. Well, thank you. Yeah, and it was this has been a wonderful interview, and um, I, this book seems so fun and so so much so great for all of our audience and and for our listeners and i know angie and the girls are going to love reading it and i we wish you all the best in the future herb and thank you so much for being on the show and everybody go to herbfreed.com h-e-r-b-f-r-e-e-d.com find out more about her find out about his films find out about bashert find out about love faith and a pair of pants and go get it on amazon it comes out on october 2nd and uh hopefully this is going to be a big smash hit and uh, we look forward to seeing what else you do in the future herb thanks for being on the show well, thank you so very much, Dave. It's been lovely talking to you. Hey, Angie Austin here with the good news. And the good news is I have one of the ARC ambassadors here with me, Christopher Petty. Hi, my name is uh, Chris. I have worked at the ARC for four or five years. Shopping with the purpose means giving back and it really helps people like me. I like working at ARC because it's the people and it's the employees and you can you don't have to try to impress anyone. Just be yourself and just come in and just do your best and just be yourself. And I love him. I do too. <laughs> Keep going. And uh, I just 
I do my best. You know, I go in there and I give it my best and I have a good time. And you're proud of the work you do? I'm proud of the work I do. Giving and back. The heart of ARC is so wonderful. It's important to shop at ARC because, you know, it is shopping with a purpose. I say that a lot. And when you donate things, it goes back to help our community and people just like Chris, who has a wonderful job with ARC as an ambassador. 303-238-JANE. 303-238-JANE. Or ARCthrift.org. ARCthrift.org. Hey, I'm Chris. I love working at ARC. Hello, hello. Welcome back to The Good News. This is Producer Dave, and thank you, friends, for being here today. Uh, I wanted to sit down and have a short conversation with our friend Terry Fisher. I know Terry's been on the show before. She's a longtime friend of Angie. Man, Terry is always so busy doing all this stuff, but she's recently become an advertiser. So we want to help everyone get the word about out about Terry Fisher and Five Star Talent and Entertainment. Um, and now I know some of you may have heard about this, but it's never it's never a bad thing to kind of rehash what we've talked about and find out what Terry's all about, why she's part of our team, and what makes it so special. Hi, Terry. How are you today? Hello, Dave. I'm great. Happy Friday, everybody. Yes, thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. And then, uh, so Friday, that's probably a big day for talent and entertainment. You think that that uh, Friday is a great day to tell everybody about what's happening on the weekend and what you really do because you really have a lot of things that go on every single weekend, right? I have things that go on every single day. So Fridays are amazing, Saturdays, Sundays, uh, because you have your festivals, your summer concert series, you have events that are for wonderful times to get the family out and enjoy family time. so there's really there's no such thing anymore as just a Friday or Saturday. Okay, that's there's cool. really a Thursday night's concerts. There's Wednesday night concerts. There's things going on on Tuesdays. Um, you you've got like things a Water World belly flop contest, but then Water World's open all year long and and just a fun place to go. You've got concerts at Flatiron Crossing. You've got Broomfield uh, events. Um, I, just the, you know, there's concerts. You've got Cherry Creek Mall is going to be having con you know band or groups up playing on Saturdays. So Saturdays will be fun to come down to the mall on a Saturday afternoon. Or you've got the Cherry Creek Arts Festival. Or you just have a handful of things that are just nonstop. I mean, it's nonstop all summer long. There's something to do, and I, I was talking to a friend of mine not too long ago uh, my friend is single and he was asking me what do we do as a single person that we can get out that's not just like becoming an alcoholic at a bar or something and I said you know I don't know I mean I've, I've been single for so long I don't know what to do but um, and then I thought about you later and I was like you know what I'll bet you that all of these events are really great places for not only families because I know a lot of the most of the events are family friendly and they're a great place to take your family but also if you're single you want to go out and meet a bunch of people these are great places to do it and it's not the t traditional kind of not the most healthy environment of like a bar or a club it's true not not everything has to be about mom and dad and the kids it really can be about you and your friends and and going to these events and you don't always have to drink at the events although many of them do have some sort of a you know beer uh, garden or things like that but not all of them do but i say grab your friends grab your dancing shoes and get out there and have fun it's not always about having to have that drink or that beer it's really about going out there and having a good time right and it's a great way to meet new people that maybe you otherwise wouldn't have run into because these are events that are really they draw people that are exciting and want to do really exciting things they really do and and i i've seen it over and over again like Flatiron crossing it's my 15th year and and i've just seen a, a world of people come out and join it isn't just mom and dads it's the elderly people 
okay so they come out there and bring their chairs and have a good time it's the younger people it's it's the single people it's the uh the girls and the guys that have their groups that are just out for the for the evening so it's not really just about mom and dad always you really right. can't go out there and have a great time dave no well, matter who you are with the backdrop of all the different live music and the, all the different acts that you represent i mean it's not all music some of it's comedy some of it's um you know just entertainment um uh, magicians even things like that right we do everything so when you think about five star you think about dueling pianos you think about the magicians that i just sent to Seaver, colorado you think about aerialist you think about um comedy you think about speakers you think about walk around entertainment fire dancers you think about the big national bands and and high-end energy you think about uh charity events that have fun entertainment you think photo booths you think photographers so it's not just a one thing that i do it's a variety of things that i do that is so awesome so uh if anyone wants to find out more what do they wh who do they ask for what do they gosh go? they could just call me i'm terry fisher <laughs> and i'm at five star talented entertainment with the phone number of 303 Six three five twelve ten. Certainly, you can find me all over Facebook and go and be one of our followers at um, our five star business page, which we're almost at thirty thousand. I think this week we'll hit thirty thousand followers. So go be one of those fun followers and, and like so what cool. we do. And we're on Twitter and LinkedIn and uh, Instagram and. There are so many ways to find Terry Fisher and Five Star Entertainment. There's not a day that goes by that she can't help you find something really fun for you, your family, your kids, uh, you and your friends, you and your new girlfriend, you, and just want to go by yourself and go meet new people. Call Terry and find out more. 303 635-1210. Thank you, Terry. And uh, everybody, please go out there. And then, oh, and find her on Facebook. There's so many ways to find Terry. But find her on Facebook and make sure when you like and comment on her page, tell her you heard about her from the good news. That way she knows that we're getting out there. Okay, well, thank and you all very much. Sending my love to Dave, Angie, and all the people out there at the good news and all of those places. Great. Well, thank you, Terry, for being here. And thank you all for listening to the good news. And we'll catch you again tomorrow. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com.